don't attempt to understand the modern poem. Listen to it. This is Interesting People Reading Poetry. And it should be heard. A show where artists and luminaries read a favorite poem and share what it means to them. (laughs) I'm Brendan Sturmer. In other words, if it ain't a pleasure, it ain't a poem. Today's show, Benjamin Percy reads At the Lowe's Home Improvement Center by Brian Turner. Percy is a comic book writer, novelist, and essayist. He writes the Green Arrow and Teen Titans series at DC Comics. He's also the author of four novels, most recently, The Dark Knight. Brian Turner is a contemporary American poet and a veteran of the war in Iraq. Hey, I'm Benjamin Percy, and I'm a novelist, comic book writer, and essayist. I'm going to be reading from Brian Turner's collection, Phantom Noise. And the poem I chose is At Lowe's Home Improvement Center. Standing in aisle 16, the hammer and anchor aisle, I bust a 50-pound box of double-headed nails, open by accident, their oily bright shanks and diamond points like firing pins from M4s and M16s. In a steady stream, they pour onto the tile floor, constant as shells falling south of Baghdad last night, where Bosch kneeled under the chain guns of helicopters stationed above their tracer fire, a synaptic geometry of light. At dawn, when the shelling stops, hundreds of bandages will not be enough. Bosch walks down aisle 16 now, in full combat gear, improbable, worn out from fatigue, a rifle slung at his side, his left hand guiding a 10-year-old boy who sees what war is and will never clear it from his head. Here, Bosch says, Take care of him. I'm going back in for more. Sheets of plywood drop with the airy breath of mortars the moment they crack open and shrapnel. Mower blades are just mower blades and the Troy-built self-propelled mower doesn't resemble a Black Hawk or an Apache. In fact, no one seems to notice the casualty collection center. Dock High marks out and ceiling fans. Aisle 15. Wounded Iraqis with IVs sit propped against boxes as 92 sample Paradiso fans hover in a slow revolution of blades. The forklift driver over-adjusts swinging the tines until they slice open gallons and gallons of paint, sienna dust, and lemon sorbet and ship's harbor blue, cooling in the aisle where Sergeant Rampley walks through, carrying someone's blown-off arm cradled like an infant, handing it to me, saying, Hold this, Turner. We might find who it belongs to. Cash registers open 
and slides shut with the sound of machine guns being charged. Dead soldiers are laid out at the registers on the black conveyor belts, and people in line still reach for their wallets. Should I stand at the magazine rack, reading Landscaping with Stone, or the Complete Home Improvement Repair Book? What difference does it make if I choose tumbled travertine tile, Botticino marble, or black absolute granite? Outside, palm trees line the asphalt boulevards. Restaurants cool their patrons who will enjoy fireworks exploding over Bass Lake in July. Aisle number seven is a corridor of lights. Each dead Iraqi walks amazed by Tiffany posts and Bavarian pole lights. Motion-activated incandescents switch on as they pass by reverent sentinels of light, fleur-de-lis and luminaire mural exterior, welcoming them to Lowe's Home Improvement Center, aisle number seven, where I stand in mute shock, someone's arm cradled in my own. The Iraqi boy beside me reaches down to slide his fingertip in retro-colonial blue, an interior latex, before writing T for tourniquet on my forehead. My favorite singer-songwriter is Johnny Cash, and I love his music uh, in part because it tells a story, and I'm not somebody who has uh, you know, anything more than a cursory understanding of stanza arrangement and the larger sort of intent of, uh, of poets, and in Brian Turner's poems, I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting a kind of country song. I feel like I'm always getting a story delivered to me. And even if I don't understand everything that's going on with the technique, the arrangement, uh, I'm still moved. Uh, and I'm still, you know, knocked out by the language. In this particular poem, which is among my favorites, he has many incredible poems, but this one stands out uh, in part because you have a battleground that follows a soldier home. And I'm interested in the way he carries these ghosts on his back. Uh, the way that in this ordinary environment, as he wanders through, um, you know, the, the fluorescent lit hardware super center, he sees dead bodies. Mm. He hears mortar rounds. He, you know, fingers bullets. Mm. And the war has become inescapable. And that, that final image, that, that image of the Iraqi boy 
scrawling on his forehead, T for tourniquet. You know, the sort of quiet, quiet beauty of that, the quiet ache of that, the way that it connects to um, the setting itself. You know, here's a place where uh, we patch up, you know, we get the equipment to patch up walls, to knock down wasp nests, to, uh, you know, scrape away rust. And he can't quite find the same sort of healing in himself. There was a moment in my life, it was in 2004, 2005, and I was reading the newspaper and noticed that on page one, there was an article about Paris Hilton. And on page 14 or so, buried in this side column, there was news about an entire town that had lost its fathers and uncles and brothers and sons. Uh, this National Guard unit that was overseas had almost all of them had died in an ambush. Mm-hmm. And it struck me how we're all so detached from the fact that on the other side of the world, people are being blown to bits. And this poem does such a good job of highlighting that and the moment you know where we leave Lowe's and we go down the street and we see the people in the restaurant enjoying the fireworks exploding over Bass Lake. Mm. Uh, you know, that, that sort of captures uh, the spirit of the time when I read that article. And it, it pushed me to do some of my own research uh, to try to be more engaged with what was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up writing a short story called Refresh, Refresh, about essentially that side column article that was buried on page 14 that was about that town that had lost all of its men. So, yeah, it's a hard hitter, this poem. Standing in aisle 16, the hammer and anchor aisle, I bust a 50-pound box of double-headed nails, open by accident, their oily bright shanks and diamond points like firing pins from M4s and M16s. In a steady stream, they pour onto the tile floor, constant as shells falling south of Baghdad last night where Bosch kneeled under the chain guns of helicopters stationed above, their tracer fire a synaptic geometry of light. At dawn, when the shelling stops, hundreds of bandages will not be enough. Bosch walks down aisle 16 now in full combat gear, improbable. Worn out from fatigue, a rifle slung at his side, his left hand guiding a ten-year-old boy who sees what war is and will never clear it from his head. Here, Bosch says, take care of him. I'm going back in for more. Sheets of plywood drop with the airy breath of mortars the moment they crack open in shrapnel. 
mower blades are just mower blades and the Troy built self-propelled mower doesn't resemble a Blackhawk or an Apache. In fact, no one seems to notice the casualty collection center, dock high, marks out and ceiling fans, aisle 15. Wounded Iraqis with IV sit propped against boxes as 92 sample Paradiso fans hover in a slow revolution of blades. The forklift driver over-adjusts, swinging the tines until they slice open gallons and gallons of paint. Sienna dust and lemon sorbet in Ship's Harbor blue Cooling in the aisle where Sergeant Rampley walks through, carrying someone's blown-off arm, cradled like an infant, handing it to me, saying, Hold this, Turner. We might find out who it belongs to. Cash registers open and slide shut, with the sound of machine guns being charged. Dead soldiers are laid out at the registers on the black conveyor belts and people in line still reach for their wallets. Should I stand at the magazine rack, reading Landscaping with Stone, or the complete home improvement repair book? What difference does it make if I choose tumbled travertine tile, Botticino marble, or black absolute granite? Outside, palm trees line the asphalt boulevards, Restaurants cool their patrons who will enjoy fireworks exploding over Bass Lake in July. Aisle number seven is a corridor of lights. Each dead Iraqi walks amazed by Tiffany posts and Bavarian pole lights. Motion-activated incandescent switch-on as they pass by reverent sentinels of light, fleur-de-lis, and luminaire mural exterior, welcoming them to Lowe's Home Improvement Center, aisle number seven, where I stand in mute shock, someone's arm cradled in my own. The Iraqi boy beside me reaches down to slide his fingertip in retro-colonial blue, an interior latex before writing T for tourniquet on my forehead. At the Lowe's Home Improvement Center by Brian Turner appears in the collection Phantom Noise, published by Alice James Books. Find a link to the book, as well as links to books by Benjamin Percy at interestingpeoplereadingpoetry.com.
Interesting People Reading Poetry is an independent podcast, co-created by me and my brother, Andy Sturmer, who also composes our music. If you like the show, help us out by subscribing on Radio Public, iTunes, or Stitcher, and leaving a review. As always, we invite you to call the Haiku Hotline at 612-440-0643 with your short poems and poetic musings. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Haiku Hotline. Thanks so much for listening. A bedsheet full of holes, window to a snow globe house.